This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Here's your Money Briefing for Tuesday, February 13th. I'm J.R. Whalen for The Wall Street Journal. A productive workday where you're able to focus on getting a lot done can be upended by meetings. Some are unnecessary. Couldn't this have just been an email? And some are just too long. More companies are testing new strategies and technology to make meetings better. The companies that we talk to say they've seen everything from more bonding. People are more engaged in these you know, new types of meetings. They're seeing some differences, including even, in some cases, shorter meetings. We'll talk to Wall Street Journal reporter Ray Smith after the break. There's a new class of blockbuster drugs. Drugs like Ozempic. They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight starts falling off. Fortunes. It just got too expensive. They're just bank breakers. And industries. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of skepticism. The impact of these drugs from business to health is just beginning. From the journal, Trillion Dollar Shot. Find it in the journal feed wherever you get your podcasts. Workplace meetings are getting a makeover. Wall Street Journal reporter Ray Smith joins me. Come on, Ray. Everybody loves meetings. Why change them? (laughs) Meetings are the bane of a lot of workers' existence, mainly because people feel like this could have been an email or they go on too long, or there are people in the meetings who take up so much time because they just want to hear their own voices or try to impress their boss. People just feel like they are stuck in meetings constantly And especially with hybrid meetings, they just feel like it's even more ridiculous. They feel like their time could be better spent in other ways. So they're really hoping that things can get better. Those hybrid meetings you mentioned, they're part of a new normal, that the hybrid schedule is here to stay. And that means a portion of the workforce will be joining meetings via Zoom. So how will technology fit into the post-pandemic workforce? One way is motion detection cameras. And those cameras would pan to whoever is speaking in the room probably have been in one of these meetings where you're the remote person and you're looking in on this group of people in a, in a conference room. And sometimes it's hard to tell who's speaking and you can't really see people because they look really small. So in this case, the camera would pan to whoever is speaking in that room. So you get like a full screen view of them and you know exactly who's talking. I actually got to experience this technology for an interview I was doing for another story. The company execs I was talking to had motion detecting cameras in their room. And so whenever one of them was speaking, the camera went to them. And I have to tell you, it made a big difference. I'll bet it did. It's like having a movie director on hand behind the camera. (laughs) Yes, it was really that. It kind of blew my mind because it was just really so different from the experience that I'm used to having. So how about meetings that aren't with a group, but more like one-on-one meetings? How are those types of scenarios likely to change? We came across this example of, you know, a walk and talk meeting. And 
Walk and talk meetings aren't new per se. We've seen executives and employees walk down the hall and talk for a meeting. But this is new because it takes that concept outdoors. So it's literally like walking out the door, walking out of the office into the streets of New York or into the streets of San Francisco. And the reason why that's significant, well, one of the reasons why that's significant is because the goal is to reduce the amount of time spent looking at or being distracted by screens in a meeting. So you're fully focused, you're in the zone, and you're not just passively sitting in a boardroom or in an office. This extends that appreciation for midday breaks outdoors that many workers, myself included, discovered while working remotely during the pandemic. It's just nice to have that break um, from being in a sterile sort of indoor environment and taking it outside. Is there proof that any of these changes you mentioned have been employed and do they actually work? The companies that we talked to for the story say, for instance, they've seen everything from more bonding, more engagement in meetings. They also claim they've seen breakthrough ideas coming from these as a result. While they're still relatively new and evolving, already these companies are saying they're seeing some differences, including even, in some cases, shorter meetings. How will meetings look on the occasional days where the whole team is in the office? One of the differences will be either they will take the meetings outdoors, like we talked about before with walk-and-talk meetings, but also the idea is to have quicker, shorter, more effective meetings. And whether it's using some of these tools like the Google Doc beforehand so that the meetings are actually shorter and that there are fewer people there, And so the goal with some of these, especially the days that they're in the office, is to really hone in on who needs to be there. Can we do this, you know, quicker and more effectively? Can some of this be done electronically? Can some of this be done in a way that that simplifies the process so that it doesn't sort of make people, while they're in the meeting, get distracted by their phones or just tune out? Last week, we talked about the idea of FICA, where offices ask people to close their laptops, put down their phones and gather together for coffee and talk about anything but work as a way to build a sense of community. How will companies try to build on that? But some companies, they're making their staff meetings a little more, let's take a break from the whole idea of a conference room. They're really turning it into, let's meet every three months and let's meet at a different place where it can be either a hotel or resort or an Airbnb or a co-working space somewhere outside of the office where we can sort of physically and mentally get away from this structure and have, you know, bonding opportunities. So it's not just about a meeting to decide on a topic or or to make a decision about a, a big, important move. But it's a chance to have a meeting, but also to have some quality time with colleagues doing fun things, whether it's visiting tourist sites in the city or going for walks that are like tour guide walks, for instance. So the idea is to have almost like a retreat model of meetings that will happen every three months rather than weekly. They'll be full of activities, not just work activities, but again, things that will help people bond and feel better connected. And the goal is to sort of get out of that straitjacket of a corporate meeting that's held in a boardroom every week. And it's also a time to recharge. Three months is a good amount of time for people to sort of have done a lot of things, experienced a lot of things, thought about a lot of things, had time to reflect and contemplate and come refreshed with new ideas. It's almost like coming back from a vacation and being recharged. And so the idea is just to have this 
break between meetings so that you're meeting less frequently, but when you're meeting together, it's more significant and there's more bonding happening. That's WSJ reporter Ray Smith. And that's it for your money briefing. We'll be back tomorrow with WSJ's Suzanne Kapner to discuss why more people are buying Valentine's Day gifts for themselves. This episode was produced by Ariana Osperu with supervising producer Melanie Roy. I'm J.R. Whalen for The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for listening. There's a new class of blockbuster drugs. Drugs like Ozempic. They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight starts falling off. Fortunes. It just got too expensive. They're just bank breakers. And industries. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of skepticism. The impact of these drugs from business to health is just beginning. Coming soon from the journal, Trillion Dollar Shot. Find it in the journal feed wherever you get your podcasts.